Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. This is Mike, and this is Mike Dell's World Mobile again. Uh, this time we're on US 31 uh, between Charlevoix and Traverse City, Michigan. Actually, I'm. I don't know if that was Atwood or what. I don't know, some little wide spot in the road here. Just made a quick run up to Petoskey for the courier company, which I still work for part-time. Uh, and uh, just thought I would turn on the recorder and say a few things anyway. Uh, I got the uh, the beagle with me. got Mr. Banjo sitting uh, shotgun over here uh, panting because I don't know why. Seems to be a nervous, nervous rider lately. <laughs> But uh, I think it's probably because of all the snow and slop and and all that. He doesn't like the, the noise of of going through slush or whatever. Of course, today's not so bad. It, we've, the last couple of days, we've approached 50, which is uh, amazing because last week we were uh, in the negative teens every night. And uh, one, one day, I think we were minus 23 Fahrenheit, not not Celsius. Of course, Pelston, Michigan, uh, got to minus 40 Celsius, which is also minus 40 Fahrenheit. That's where the two scales cross. Oh, I'm, I know where I'm at. I'm just going by Torchport. <laughs> Torchport's a, uh, it's a little town of Torch Lake, and uh, they got a little, little airport along the road there, that little grass strip, which... It's now snow strip, and I don't think anybody flies in and out of there in the winter. It didn't look like it. They don't plow it. But and speaking of snow, uh, we've lost about half of our snow. Actually, probably more accurately, it's compacted. Uh, the snow is just about as tall as the stop signs uh, around all the, all the piles, and in certain spots it was even more. It's kind of like driving through a tunnel. Because we really didn't have a let-up of the snow from Thanksgiving through, you know, the pretty much the end of February, which is even odd for here. Of course, you probably heard the reports the Great Lakes were 90% froze, which is close to a, a record, or at least definitely close to a recent record. And uh, so we've had quite the brutal winter up here. It seems to have let up some, although we're supposed to be in the, you know, below zero temps. Uh, maybe not tomorrow, but the next day. I don't uh, particularly care for it when it gets that cold, but it does happen, and it's happened a lot in February. It was, like I said, we've we had a good solid week below zero, and uh, quite a bit below zero on some days. Then you add the wind to it and uh, the wind chill. You can hear the dog panting here. He got up close to the mic. I guess he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> All right, back off, dog. But uh, we're almost home. Well, not almost. I probably got 15, 20 miles yet before we're home. But uh, like I said, I just thought I'd uh, do a quick update from the car here uh, otherwise not a whole lot going on uh, 
just uh, trying to stay out of trouble for the most part. And hey, I was, uh, it's not really a sponsorship thing, I, but I, I did, wanted to, did want to let you know, there, there we go, English please, I did want to let you know that Blueberry, a company I work with, uh, has now got a, an affiliate program. Which means if you ever wanted to switch your hosting, if you're a podcaster, you wanted to switch your hosting from wherever you are over to Blueberry, that's for your media, not your website. So you still want to have your website. They have an affiliate program. And I'll have a link over at my other website, uh, podcastingtechcoach.com, to... uh, Click on that and sign up, and you get 30 days free hosting at Blueberry, and I get a little kickback from that. Uh, Full disclosure, of course, I also work for Blueberry, so, you know, full disclosure there. But, you know, if you're an aspiring podcaster or you're already a podcaster and want to move your hosting over, uh, I got a pretty good deal going on right now. And they're going to have different specials I guess for lack of better special offers they're gonna have different ones uh, over uh, you know over time of course the same goes for um, uh, media statistics if you you know you want to track your podcast regardless of where you're hosting uh, as long as you can access the link to the mp3 file you can get on uh, blueberries uh, statistics system and uh, it'll tell you how many downloads you had and where they're at and what what they're using to download or listen on the page or or where they're finding your podcast it's it's really good statistics uh, much different than uh, web statistics because they can get inflated uh, but I won't go into that I I go into that more over at podcasting tech coach (laughs) And yes, I hit the rumble strip. If you did hear that, I don't know if you did. But uh, I got those darn rumble strips now in the center of the road. So if you start crowding the center line, it rumbles. Or if you crowd the shoulder, it rumbles. So anyway, not to, not to sound like I'm beating a dead horse here, trying to get you to sign up for something you don't want. But hey, if it's something you'd be useful for you, there's 30 days free. Can't can't beat free, I guess. <laughs> Depends on what you're talking about, I guess. Uh, you get what you pay for, but uh, free 30 days and then pay for it after that, you get the best of both worlds. Well, let's see. Just trying to think of uh, anything else that might be uh, of interest lately. Other than the weather, everybody talks about it and nobody ever does anything about it. <laughs> Uh, you know, weather's kind of a big deal around here, at least this winter. One good thing about it is the lakes here, uh, you know, Lake Michigan and Huron, which, by the way, is one body of water, not two, even though they're, you know, the eastern lake is Huron and the western lake is Michigan, but they're really one body of water that's shaped like a big horseshoe. And uh, anyway, they... That has been at almost historic low water levels for the 
past few years. It's, it's been creeping up the last couple of years, but this year it's going to get a pretty good boost, A, because of most of the snow and because of the ice cover. And it's not because the ice melts and, you know, how that works. You can, you can fill a glass full of ice and water, and when all the ice is melted, the water level is the same. Well, it's the same with the lake. But what does add to it is uh, two things. We don't get lake effect snow when the lake is froze over, which lake effect snow is where it sucks the moisture out of the water on the lake and then dumps it on the land. So the lake doesn't lose as much water to lake effect. And, you know, yeah, most of it goes back into the lake eventually, but it's a lot better if it doesn't come out in the first place. And then on top of that, all the system snow we've had, you know, not the lake effect, but the snow that just came in as a storm uh, and all that melts and gets into the lakes. They're, they're predicting we're still going to be below historic averages, but it's going to be uh, significantly higher. I, last I heard, it was going to be like 18 inches higher, and we were only something like 25 inches below historic uh, you know, averages. So uh, it's going to be pretty pretty good boon for the for the lake levels, which will be nice for those that live along the shorelines. They won't have to have their docks as long, or they won't have to dredge as much. You know, in the harbors and whatnot, uh, they've had to do a lot of that. But I guess they are planning on doing some of that this year. They kind of keep track of that. The shipping. The other interesting thing with the weather this year. Well, might as well talk about the weather. Uh, is the uh, St. Mary's River uh, up in the, uh, oh, between Canada and the U.S. there up by uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Of course, you know, I go to Sugar Island a lot, which is in the St. Mary's River between U.S. and Canada, just below the Sioux Locks, which in case you didn't know, Sioux Locks is uh, a set of locks that uh, get the boats up to the Lake Superior level when they're going north because uh, otherwise it would be a waterfall. As, uh, I forget how many feet the difference is between uh, Lake Huron and, and uh, Lake Superior, but they have to go through a, uh, they go into a lock and then they fill it full of water and then the boat is on the level with Lake Superior and so on and back and forth. But it's one of the major shipping lanes for uh, iron ore and, and uh, I don't know, a bunch of commodities that come out of uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota and, and upper Michigan. And, uh, and of course, they, they haul a lot of uh, coal also uh, to, to the big uh, plants down in Detroit and Cleveland and whatnot. So, you know, you get all these big boats. But anyway, the St. Mary's River... Uh, Sugar Island, of course, doesn't have a bridge going to it. It has a, a ferry system, actually just a ferry boat, <laughs> a little four-lane, probably hold 20 cars, 30 cars maybe on a good day. And it goes back and forth across the river. It's, you know, a three-minute ride. But the people that live on the island year-round depend on that to uh, you know get back and forth to the mainland and most of them work on the mainland because there's really not a lot of jobs on the island itself. And uh, anyway, this year they've had more than their fair share of ice problems. Uh, you know, normally the 
Sulox close in mid-January, and uh, once that happens, uh, the river freezes up except for uh, the channel where the boat goes across, the ferry boat, because the ferry boat just, you know, goes every 15 minutes across the river and uh, keeps the channel free of ice. But this year, uh, the uh, ice was just way thicker and formed way quicker and they've been having a lot of ice problems. Uh, they have, uh, I don't know, was it last week, two or three days the ferry could only run a couple of times a day and and uh, they f finally got it all sort of cleared up, but now they're, uh, the Coast Guard's now starting to break the ice in the whole St. Mary's River for the uh, beginning of the shipping season, which regardless of the ice conditions, starts uh, here I think in another couple of weeks or at least that's when the Sulox open and uh, that's usually the start of the shipping season and so when they break the Coast Guard well they start from the south so and that's downriver from the locks so normally during the breakup Sugar Island doesn't get too much trouble from breakup but you know, when they get above the, the where the ferry crossing is on the river, all the ice has to pass by there. So they have, you know, a couple of days where they've got ice problems. But the problem this year is there's so much ice in, and the coverage is so thick that there may not be a spot to put all that ice. It may not flow downriver. They, they're going to have to break up a big chunk of, in, in the bigger lakes to... Uh, get the ice to flow out of the river and uh, that may not happen right away so I don't know it could be interesting it's kind of fun I, I get on this boat tracking website or ship tracking website and it shows where all the Coast Guard cutters are and the, all the uh, freighters and and uh, even the f shows when the ferry's crossing and all that and I'll kind of watch that sometimes depending on what's going on and, it's kind of like that APRS thing that I do with my ham radio. If you go to MikeDell.com, click on Track Me, there's usually a map there, and it shows where I've been or where I'm going most of the time. That's via the uh, APRS, via ham radio. It's automatic position reporting system. So the ships have a similar system, and there's a, a good... A good website to find that. I think it's boatnerd.com. And uh, on one of their pages is the ship tracking. It updates every 10 minutes, and you can see where all the lake freighters are and, and uh, Coast Guard cutters and ferry boats and whatever. It's, it's mildly interesting. I actually put it up on Chromecast on my TV down in my office when I'm working and... <laughs> Look up every once in a while and see which side of the river the ferry boat's on, or if there's a uh, ice ice breaker up there. I just got an email. Oh yeah, big news for me. Uh, I am now an iPhone user. Yeah, I finally uh, drank the Kool-Aid, bit the bullet, whatever you want to call it. I picked up a iPhone 5s and. Uh, I'm not necessarily unhappy with Android. I, you know, I still have an Android tablet that I use quite regularly. 
and up until recently I had you know an Android phone I've always had the Nexus devices either because uh, I don't like you know all the add-on crud that that the uh, carriers and or the manufacturers put on it like samsung you know you get a 16 gig phone and it's got nine gigs of crapware that you can't delete so you you know i don't like that so what made me think about an iphone was a couple things uh i've been a happy ipod touch user for many years and i thought well geez all the iphone is is the phone with the ipod built into it you know, the way I use an iPhone anyway, or an iPod. And uh, so that killed two birds with one stone. I don't have to carry two devices where one will work. Second thing is uh, the carriers don't have any say-so over what goes on the phone. You know, I'm with Verizon, which was notoriously bad at at uh, not updating their Android phones. I had a Nexus phone, and it's supposed to update as soon as, you know, Android updates. And, of course, Verizon has to, quote-unquote, test it, test the update. So then they hold off and can go six months. So, you know, by the time I was getting, you know, 4.2 on my phone, Android 4.3 was out. And, you know, up until I quit using that phone <laughs> I still had 4.2 even though 4.3 is out so I don't know so with Apple when they put out an update everybody gets the update period and the carriers have nothing to say about it which is good so I'm still on Verizon because around here they're the best coverage so that's what I tend to use but I still have the uh, the Android tablet, the Nexus 7, I, and I like that. And uh, but so far, I'm enjoying the iPhone. Uh, yeah, the screen's smaller. I get it. But you know, remember back in the day, the smaller the phone, the better. So you know, maybe that's it. But <laughs> but I did get the S. So I got the one with the fingerprint reader and the uh, M7 motion processor which I haven't really figured a good use for yet, but somebody will. And, uh, you know, so far all my apps uh, are uh, are working. And, you know, what really made the move easy for me is, like I said, I was using that APRS system. Of course, I do use it on the phone. I do have a, I do have a radio capable of doing it via radio, but doing it with a smartphone is actually... A little more reliable because there's you know sometimes you're out of range of a, a ham station that relays to the internet so you, you know, the tracking isn't as reliable so I do use the phone I was using uh, APRS droid on the uh, Android and up until recently uh, there was no equivalent application for the uh, iPhone well, a buddy of mine uh, is an iOS developer, and he developed IAPRS uh, well, a few years ago, but it didn't do what APRS Droid did. Well, he just came out with an update, and uh, I'm beta testing it. Well, he's got the update out. He, this I'm beta testing a 
a newer update that fixed a few bugs that uh, I happened to find. <laughs> but anyway, it seems to be working good. Like I said, check it out over at MikeDell.com and uh, click on Track Me, and you'll see uh, how well it works. But that one and the uh, hot spotting uh, for you know you can share the share your uh, internet connection via Wi-Fi with the phone on Android. There was a way to hack that to where you could turn that on and not have to pay Verizon. Well, Verizon got in a little bit of trouble with the FCC or the federal government because when they bought that spectrum for LTE they uh, had a, a deal on there where you know it was going to be open as far as you know any device or uh, any uh, application that somebody wanted to use on it could do so without having to pay extra uh, to be on their network and they for the longest time were charging $30 extra a month and yeah I know that's a lot $30 extra a month for hotspotting uh, or personal Wi-Fi hotspot and uh, I found out just recently on any 4G phone from Verizon which is LTE uh, they now turn that on by default so anybody can use it that has a 4G phone and it doesn't cost any extra to use that feature which was good because that was the one the, those were the two the APRS and the hotspot were the two things that I used that at the time I was thinking about switching to an iPhone I couldn't do without jailbreaking the iPhone I don't want to jailbreak the phone uh, you know yeah I know Apple's a closed system but you know, whatever's there works, and uh, most everything is there that I need. Well, now everything's there that I need because the hotspot now works, and the uh, with the update to IAPRS, that works. And uh, I know my buddy Tom there, uh, Trucker Tom, Tom Wiles, uh, over at uh, TruckerTomsPodcast.com or TruckerTomPodcast.com, I think. Anyway, he he just went, well, he didn't go the other way. He had thought about an iPhone and uh, decided to go with a Note 3, which uh, is basically a, a tablet that you hold up to your head to talk. But, hey, you know, it's like a 5-plus-inch screen on it, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, and it works for him. Uh, so he kind of went the opposite way. And, of course, it's a Samsung, so, you know, He's got all that uh, extra Samsung software, but he actually uses it, some of it. Uh, they have, a, I guess, a pretty good uh, video editor program, and he's been doing pretty much a daily YouTube video, uh, uh, Trucking with Tom is what he's calling it, and uh, that's over at YouTube. I'm sure if you uh, type in Trucker Tom, you'll find it. And uh, anyway, it's you know he does it with his phone. You know, it was one of the things he said. You know, if I'm going to keep doing this, it's got to be simple. So he hits record. He does his thing. He spends a couple minutes uh, tacking on an intro and an outro, and uh, pushes a button, and it goes to YouTube. You know, 
if it gets any more than you know gets to be any more pain in the butt than that he, he wasn't likely to do it every day but some of the stuff he comes up with is pretty interesting if you're uh, into following truck drivers <laughs> and other stuff I mean, he doesn't just talk about trucking and uh, that's a pretty uh, pretty interesting videos most of the time it's usually just him talking into the camera Anyway, so yeah, that's the other big news for me, uh, geeky news, uh, as I'm now an iPhone user. And I also got a, uh, a Mophie battery case, although I'm not currently using it. I figure I'll use that when, uh, like if I'm going to a conference or something where uh, I'm not going to be able to charge my phone if it needs it. You know, especially if you're going to use it a lot, you know, these things eat up batteries, although the battery life on... The iPhone is, oh, about triple what the uh, Nexus was. Uh, even when the Nexus was new, it, it just ate batteries. But uh, I used, used to carry around a little, you know, battery pack thing if I wasn't going to be near something. But, you know, most of the time I'm either at a desk with a charger on it or, uh, or in the vehicle. The added bonus of the uh, iPhone is I can plug it into my stereo in the van here and instead of having to have an extra charger it just charges off the stereo and i can listen to my music or podcast through the speakers that's why you heard that email come in so loud because it is hooked to the stereo because i was listening to a podcast earlier and i recorded another podcast on this trip uh, for my other show but uh you know, it's just just handy that way. Uh, you know, to have one device that uh, you know fulfills the iPod. And yes, I know I could get a Podcatcher program for Android, and it does music, and and it's all well and good. But you know, Apple seems to have their stuff together in that department, so might as well utilize it. I'm not an Apple fanboy by any stretch. I, I do like their products for the most part. Uh, you know, I definitely like their computers better than Windows nowadays. Uh, that wasn't always the case, but I'm, I'm a convert for the most part. Like I said, uh, you know, I, I do still have a Windows machine that uh, I keep around for a few tasks that. Uh, they don't have a Mac equivalent, and yes, I know I can put Windows on a Mac, you know, in a vir virtual machine or via boot camp, but that's always, that's just extra pain in the butt. And so, uh, you know, like for programming my radios, uh, my ham radios, uh, especially the D-Star radio, you, you know, you have pretty much have to do it via cable and program rather than uh, through the front panel of the radio unless you want to pull your hair out in frustration and uh, so like I said that Windows laptop that I have which is a relatively recent one with Windows 7 on it and I don't use it a whole lot uh, I actually have Ubuntu on it also and and uh, I don't really use that for much either but you know I just like to kind of keep an eye on what's going on in the Linux world case I do have a, a use for it but uh, like I said for the most part I've got Apple uh, I've got a laptop that's now 
six or seven years old. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess about seven years old. That is every bit as fast and useful as it was when I bought it. And uh, it's pretty rare for a Windows machine to even last that long. Most of them anyway. I mean, I'm sure there's some quality manufacturers making Windows machines. Or, but, you know, for the most part, it's, you know, seven years on a laptop and, and no desire to upgrade it. You know, it's upgraded to the highest Mac OS I can upgrade it to. And I've put in a solid state hard drive and, you know, maxed out the RAM. And uh, it's it's totally usable for what I use it for. And uh, so that's, uh, that's just fine. And that Windows 8, I've dealt with a couple of Windows 8 machines and... That's just downright confusing. They've, they've fixed it a little bit with 8.1. They put the they put the start menu back <laughs> back on it. So at least if you're used to Windows 7 or before, you're not totally lost. But uh, that whole tile thing probably works great on a tablet, but I'm not so impressed on a, on a desktop or a laptop. But I'm sure it's... Uh, it's plenty fine. You get used to it. So, well, I am about to make the final turn into the driveway. Uh, probably edit these and uh, get them posted uh, tomorrow sometime. So by the time you listen to it, it'll be uh, a later date. <laughs> I don't even know what date it is. What is it? March 11th, I guess. And I think this will be episode 104 or maybe 105, I don't know, or 204 or 205, there we go. See, I didn't didn't look that up before I started recording here. So I'll probably just put this one up pretty uh, pretty blank. Uh, you know, no fancy intros, outros, whatever. Another uh, stream of consciousness mobile podcast. Catch you later, and you can catch me later.